0: to enjoy life you have one chance and you have one heart and if you carry all that hatred in your heart you're preventing yourself that happiness that life is all about you should just enjoy life enjoy what life has to offer and for me personally there is nothing better in life than the laughter of a child than to be able to pay it forward and help somebody in need to watch them find that inner spirit and inner life again Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whichever time you're choosing to listen. This is a contagious smile where every smile tells a story. I am so lucky to have Ms. Kaylee with me this morning. She is a survivor and wants to help other people in their healing journey go through by telling her story and how she's survived and got away. Good morning, Kaylee. Thank you so much for being with us today. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Thank you, sweetheart kudos to you for being able to, to get away and get out and survive. And thank you so much for coming on and helping others by hearing your story.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. So, well, first of all, you have your own podcast too, which is amazing. And so yes. first we want to make sure everybody listens to that, which is owning my truth. How long ago have you been uh, doing that? How long have you been doing that now?
1: Um, I just recently had my one-year anniversary, uh, April 18th, so it's hard to believe it's been a year that I've been doing it. Seems like a lot longer, but uh, it's been good so far.
0: Yes, happy and, anniversary. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Of course. So how long have you been free from your situation?
1: I have been free going on going on five years.
0: Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. Could you tell us a little bit about it?
1: Well, um uh I had just got out of uh, another domestic violence situation and was very vulnerable and I was in the hospital and this guy that I thought was wonderful because he was there every day uh the hospital with me. I thought he was wonderful. I had no idea about his past and uh things like that and I thought for sure this guy uh is the real deal. He cares. He must care about me if he's here with me every day. And, uh, it kind of, uh, it started, uh, basically right away, not, uh, as severe as it was in the end, but it kind of like was like a textbook, like,
0: escalation.
1: Um, escalation. And, uh, it ultimately, uh, ended with him attempting to, to kill me in my sleep, he stabbed me in the lower left part of my back and my back of my left arm. Excruciating.
0: Uh, uh, I was yeah. stabbed as well, and there is no words. There are absolutely no, no words for that. No. I mean, for I was... any of the abuse, obviously, Kaylee, but I'm saying stabbing yeah. is... It, is...
1: It, it was it was extremely traumatic. Yes. Uh, I had never dealt with pain problems or anything like that before. Um, My life is um, a lot different now uh, because of the pain and the trauma that's associated with the pain. Right. Um, And also like I I had gotten married to him and we are, I'm first nations Mi'kmaq from uh, Nova Scotia. And, uh, so we lived on reservation and small community and I thought I was doing the right thing by not telling anyone. And, uh, unfortunately that really did not work out in my favor. Um, because I thought, uh, I just was in shock about the whole thing and I didn't really know what to do. Um, because I thought in a a sense, I find when you're in that type of situation, you feel almost like a need to protect them. Uh, And uh, it sounds kind of silly when I say it now, but I know that that is all a part of it. It is. It absolutely is. So I had really not said anything for about nine months, even though the police knew and they had tried to ask me on several different occasions. Um, I did not really, I didn't know what to say. And uh, I, um, it was very, very difficult. Uh, I knew his family and his family knew what happened to me and they all, it was very, very surreal and very strange because um, I had to hide it from my family. I felt like I had to. And I mean, that's something that you is very difficult to hide because I was immobilized for almost two months. Um, And, you know, that's, I mean, in the shock of it all, when I had first gone to the hospital, they—I had—I was in so much shock. I was speaking French, and I basically had told the doctor that I had done it to myself. Um, and they had sent me from the hospital back, directly back to my abuser. That's more
0: uh, common so, than people know. People don't think yeah. that happens, but it's very common. Yeah.
1: They sent me right back and uh, uh, from that point, like he would come with me to doctor's appointments and he would insist to come to doctor's appointments to have the staples removed. He bought me bio oil and uh, would insist to put it on to my wound, which now I don't even want bio oil. I, I really didn't want that because I, Inside, I think I knew that that scar was the only evidence um, that that had happened to me. Um, So, like, I would say about nine months later, um, we had, there was another altercation and it happened in the town limit. So, on the reserve, the RCMP deal with, uh, because it's on federal federal land so the rcmp deal with anything that happens on reserve um we were in not this particular altercation we were in the town limits, so the town police were there and he was actually convicted of this particular uh attack um when this hap- happened, he had tripped me from behind and I landed in oncoming traffic. And oh my God. Uh, with that moment, I said I was so embarrassed because cars were stopping. And uh, I was so embarrassed and so angry. And I just said, enough is enough. And I went to the RSTMP station and I showed them my scars. And they proceeded to arrest him. But uh, unfortunately, because uh, the time... Line, uh, they uh, he, he got off with aggravated assault. Um, Unbelievable. and that's r- really hard for me because I know that if I had said something sooner, that he but probably you said wouldn't.
0: something, Kaylee. You said something, yeah, and you've got to let that resonate in you. But you did
1: yeah. say something, um, now. So now, um, like, since I left our home and everything like that, it's been really hard to find, like, stable, secure housing, safe housing. Uh, I mean, I've had housing, but, I mean, it hasn't been exactly safe. Like, I would like to be in a secure building and things like that. But I'm in, from small town, and right now, like, housing is extremely huge problem and with the pandemic i know but you know there's a lot of women out there that are probably staying in abusive relationships because of the fact that housing like it's either you stay or there's nowhere to live right and it's something that's very serious i mean um we just uh may 5th 5th had just has just passed and in canada in the states too i believe um it's marked as red dress day and that is for missing and murdered indigenous women and girls to spirit plus. And I had just done a podcast on that. And that's something I hold near and dear to my heart because um, in our community um, it's not always talked about and uh, you know, the num- the numbers are staggering yeah. and the conviction rate and the cold case rate is staggering. You know, um, it's really, it's really uh, quite an epidemic. Uh, and uh, so that day was the red dress, you know, acts as a, a visual reminder of the women, girls, two spirit folks and things like that. Two spirit is, uh, you know, um, you know, homosexual or transgender and it's a day to honor them and shine light and bring heat to that topic Absolutely, bring heat to the topic of domestic violence and survivors um because i the, when it first happened to me i swore it would never happen again mm-hmm. and uh i kind of uh you know it's uh it becomes you've come become very it, it becomes very hard to trust someone because I used to think I was a good judge of character, but now um i really it t- it takes a lot for me to be able to trust someone
0: yes understandably
1: and uh you know uh since that assault I've gone through. Numerous health problems. Uh, I had heart surgery, uh, about two years ago. Uh, and I had was just in the hospital, um, with kidney failure. So I've since all that since that's happened and the stress that it's put on my body. Uh, it's it's been a rough go, but I started my podcast. At the beginning of the pandemic, because I felt alone, you know, group meetings and things like that were that were helping me were coming to an end. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, you know what, there must be other people out there that can relate to me. And there's got to be other people out there that feel the same way, you know, need to know that they're not alone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. how did you get away from your ex um it took try after try it didn't take it what didn't happen overnight uh-huh. um at the very beginning I tried but yeah i it 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 took for me to just get really angry and um, I have a, a son who's 14 and I thought about like, if I don't say anything about this, that's, you know, putting potentially other women at risk. Also, for example, for my son, he needs to know that that's not right. Where is your son? And if I don't, pardon me? Where is your son? My son, He live, he's with my mom and dad at the moment um they have custody of him um because of as you know everything that can happen with domestic violence situations it stretches far and wide and touches not just the victim but you know the families and i mean he wasn't the father of my son but they definitely were very close and uh my son doesn't, he's, you know, a little bit too young to know the ins and outs of everything that happened.
0: Sure.
1: Um, I kind of wish that I could tell him, but it's kind of a lot. And I really don't think he needs to hear what his mom went through. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I just get, I just worry about, you know, what his heart. and. Of course. That's because you're and, mom. Uh, Yeah. And I mean, he's asked, mom, Mommy, what are those scars from? Because he knew I hadn't always had them. And I just kind of, uh, you know, shrug it off and try to think of something else to say. But, uh, uh, yeah, I eventually got away. Um, I always uh said often in my life that I'm not gonna quit quitting. Uh with with this assault um came a lot of things um not so good. Um substance abuse and my mental health issues were all exasperated. Um I've been sober now about four four months um since I was just in the hospital. I was in the hospital, um, unrelated to domestic violence, but um, I was in there with a coma and I really almost didn't make it. And uh, it, it's it been a really on and off battle um, because, you know, there's things that you might not think are triggers. Like you might think you know what your triggers are and then something will happen and then it takes you back or I'll start to be doing like little things like cleaning my, my room or, or cleaning around. And then my back starts to bother me. And, and I'm, then I'm triggered emotionally by the trauma and the pain. And, uh, for me, that is a constant reminder of what happened. And, uh, but lately I'm just working on, uh, Forgiving him, not making that what he did is okay. Absolutely. But allowing him to just removing him from my head. He doesn't deserve to live rent free in my head. That's right. Because I'm sure that he's not thinking about the things that he did to me. Well, he could be. I don't know. He's probably moved on. And but uh, I mean it it, it, uh, it makes me angry the justice system and how it fails ridiculous. uh aboriginal women in particular um because in the words of the crown uh the crown prosecutor they said that they did it would be like leading a lamb to the slaughter that's what they told me and they were worried about my sobriety and things like that but if I had had someone on my side helping me, I would have really liked to get up on that stand and looked him right in the eyes. Good for you. And he he was convicted in the past, and I didn't know this. Of a lot of women violence. don't,
0: Kaylee, because they, who runs, yeah. you know, background check? Who has to see their ID? who That's right. Know, they don't. I didn't check my ex's ID, and he told me he was older no. than me, and he was younger. He looked a lot older. I I, I, think they should go on a registry. registry.
1: Yeah, there should be a registry, like how there are for um, um, pedophiles, things like that. There should be a registry for um, man or woman if they are intimate partner violence. There should be a registry because especially in small town communities and things like that, it's not talked about and a lot of people didn't believe that I got stabbed. They thought it was just a little scratch. Oh no. It was like a, a ta- military tactical blade. And I was in my sleep and something woke me up. And he had I he was walking to the drawer and grabbed the knife and we're like in a A I'm in the top of an A-frame type house. And I literally had nowhere to turn. I had nowhere to go. I was trapped. And it was so scary. And uh, I don't know how I got out of it. I'm really lucky to be alive. Uh, But it's, uh, I've really, with uh, Red Dress Day having just passed and this being so close to my heart and and your work that you're doing here with a, a contagious smile. I mean, it's, I mean, it's wonderful, and it's wonderful to see other women have gone through the same thing, uh, being there for each other, and somebody has to be. Yeah, and because we hear a lot of victim shaming and it's very bad and things like that, like you know his his family, like they, they protected him. I was a bad one. Yes. Yes. Um, not all of them, and I know it, it, it. It's a cycle of violence that he. I know I'm not making what he did right, but I mean he lived through domestic violence as when he was a child, and
0: he should not that, to stop the cycle.
1: Yeah. Now it's funny because, well, it's not funny, but. My great-grandmothers, by way back in the day, they both left their husbands because of domestic violence. Way back, wow. When you didn't, when that when it? you that would have been so difficult, and yeah. but they both did, and that gave me the strength that that is in my blood, and I can get away from it too.
0: Yes, I yeah. don't know if you heard. Um, <clears throat> I I have a. Um, if you want to call him a colleague, a friend, if you will, that um, is over in Ireland and he asked me to co-host a show with him. And so we were talking about the um, signs of a, of a predator and things of that nature. And then we had, use a better term, an individual who decided right. that he wanted to put his two cents in. So my friend put him on. Um, and this guy literally just started talking, you know, well, you know, why if he's been, you know, charged because over in, in Ireland and in England, they have something called Sarah's law. I don't know if you've heard okay. of it, where no. it, that somebody could go to the police and say, um, I want to check this guy. And if he's been attacked or, or if he's attacked or, or hurt someone so many times and they can say, hey, you know, whatever wow. that's how he was explaining it and I was like we need that here wow. and so the, the the guy who came on Kaylee was like well if, if he's been charged with you know 15 or 20 different things how come nobody wants to come forward and I'm like Whew. you know I'm like okay i d- just mm, because uh, mm. and then I said, well, maybe it's because they're afraid of their attacker. And I said, if one person, you know, that's one person. And it's not saying that one person is not 1000% true, but you're talking about over a dozen more that have come forth and said, and their stories are all similar. They don't know each other. And you're saying, well, why did any of them come forward? Well, all of a sudden, you know, I'm like, all right, here we go, because that's it, because I now am going to be the person who defends my women, my my tribe of sisters that have been through this. Yeah. I am their voice at this moment because no one else is there, and so I was like, so what you're saying is because they won't come forward, it didn't happen. So let me ask you yeah. a question. And now I'm getting like, Ugh. and I was like, so let me <laughs> ask you a question. If you were in an alley one day or one night and somebody jumped on and attacked you, are you going to make a police report? Are you going to go to the hospital and make a report? Yeah. And he goes, well, I have been attacked. And I said, you have. And I said, okay. And he goes, yeah, the guy tried to stab me in my neck. And I said, oh, did you make a report? No. Did it not happen? Did it not happen? And he goes, no, it happened. And I said, were you humiliated? Were you ashamed? Because that's how it is for us. Yeah. And I said, so how do I believe you? And he's like, well, he was trying to take my drugs. I was like, so you didn't make a report and you let this guy go and he could be out there doing it again. And he goes, well, I was there. And so because I was there when it happened, I deserved it. And I was like, oh, oh no, yeah. no, 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 no. So you're saying that if a woman is is physically in the location and her spouse gets on her and beats her, then she, she rightfully deserves it. And he was like, well, she's there, yeah. And then these people in the comments are like, who is this person? Who is this yeah. female on the panel right now? Because I'm just like, oh, no, 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 no. And my friend is like, okay, let me intervene. Let me get into this. Hold on. Let me, yeah, Yeah. let me, 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 because that's ludicrous. And I'm like, you, you've had this happen to you. And yet you're still defending the SOB out there who's attacked multiple women. You know, that's crazy. That, that to me is just insane. And I was like, you know, I would never get put on a jury. I wouldn't because, you know, like I've heard that there's some possible laws like in different states where if you are a pedophile, they're talking about like chemical castration, things like that. Yeah. I'm all for it. If you can yeah. prove without a doubt that you have done this, no yeah. question, hard evidence, you should. I mean, I don't know if you yeah. agree or not, but, you know, and then, you know, the other side is saying, well, what if they want to have kids? If they're a pedophile, they shouldn't have kids. Exactly. Exactly. So no. I don't understand it. I don't understand how the judicial system literally puts the burden on the victim to provide fact and prove without a questionable doubt and they just let the abuser sit there and then they either get it pled down which is ridiculous or it they is. get away with it scot free. I yeah. had I had my abuser Dead to rights on nine felonies. I mean, and we're talking about photographs that coincide with medical records, medical records that coincide with sworn affidavit doctor's notes and letters. And I had audio confessions of him admitting it and he got away with all of it.
1: Wow. And Um, it's it's mind blowing. It is mind blowing. And then you feel some type of guilt, like, that I didn't say something but in my case thank god I had said things in the past because it was there was textbook document of the escalation that happened so you know it started off small and it's all in there it's uh, but still I, I guess the 2 inch scar uh in the lo- my lower back I, I mean I guess that's not enough evidence but uh Uh, I don't understand why the justice system did that. I mean, it and in a lot of uh, small communities, indigenous communities, there's a lot of mistrust with the police Mm -hmm. and things like that as it is. Uh, So that's why I am speaking out and about this topic and, uh, you know that more women and 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 men alike that experience intimate partner violence mm-hmm. have the strength to come forward because it, you know even if you know that there's you're not alone that there's you know yeah that, that this podcast is here to speak for those who can't speak for themselves absolutely it's amazing and may it help one woman or one man to get through or find the strength within to get the help and to, to do what they need to do to bring their abuser to justice or mm-hmm. bring themselves to healing. Cause they deserve it.
0: They're worth it. You're worth it.
1: Yeah,
0: absolutely. You are worth it. Nobody raises their hand and says, I'm signing up for this. Nobody. No, but everybody's so quick to say, well, it would never happen to me. I never let this happen to me. And yeah. when I do speaking engagement, at Haley, I'm so quick to say, well, you know, I'm so happy that you're one of those few, you know, cause it's like one in four and you're one of those that haven't been through it, but the one out of the four who have never raised their hand wanting this. And so yeah. instead of like beating us down when we're already down, why don't you be part of the solution and help us up? You know, yeah. Why don't you offer? I mean, even if we're not ready to talk, just sit in the room with us and let us know we're not. Involved.
1: Yeah, that's you right. Know? Just
0: listen. Or if we want to hold our hand, just hold our hand. If we're ready to be touched yeah, in a positive sense, remind us that we're yeah. human and we deserve this. And when we don't feel we have the support, we don't feel like we have anywhere to go and we're not worth it. We're, we hear something so much every day that it becomes our our truth. Because you hear every day, you're not worth it. You hear every day, you're ugly and you don't deserve it. Nobody else would ever be with you. And nobody will listen to you. Nobody, right. And then nobody will believe you scared of every noise, every sound. And you know, I I hear all the time and people, he said it to me all the time. Well, if you had just done what I wanted, then I wouldn't have had to do this. And then he'll say, I'm really sorry. Why'd you make me do that to you? And I tell people you could do everything verbatim to the letter of what he wanted Somebody will cut him off on the way home. So if somebody could have cussed about at work, he could have gotten in trouble for something and he's still going to come home and take it out on you because you are his punching ground and nobody deserves that. No one. No one does. No, No. you're right. No one does. (sighs) So how can we support you? What can we do? Let everybody help follow you and listen to your podcast. um i'm available on
1: spotify uh like yourself uh google Podcasts, breaker pocket cast so it's uh owning my truth um by myself kaylee mailman or, i don't mind it's okay <laughs> but kaylee and it's spelled c-e-i-l-i-d-h so um you can find me on there on instagram you can follow me at At owning.my.truth. And um, you can follow me on Instagram and uh, also on Anchor FM. That's the platform I use to distribute my podcast. You can leave me voice messages on there and you can listen on there as well.
0: Okay. Now I want to add you to our group in Facebook so people can find you in there too. So that be I'm add you in there. And I'm going to put all the links for everything for you uh, when we go ahead and get this out and get it live. So I just want to thank you so much. If you could give you. our listeners any one piece of motivational advice, what would you give them?
1: I would say that where there's life, there's hope. You might feel like your world has gotten so small and so dark your abusers made everything just so you know you're cut off from the world and but no where there's life there's hope and when there's breath if with there's breath in your lungs there's there's the ability for change and if i can Get out of a situation like that with the barriers that I faced. It's and you know, there's you know, start making a fund, start putting away some money and in, into a, a special savings account that nobody knows anything about. Nobody, just you,
0: right?
1: So you can feel because you know a lot of is financial like uh control and but it, if mo- a lot of women don't leave because they're scared and rightfully so yes the world's been made small but where there's life there's hope and don't don't quit quitting that's what i always say to myself and as far as that goes it means like don't don't ever quit trying to leave even no matter how many times you will go back, just keep trying. You will stick and you will you will get out of it. And I just I just uh today when I do my smudge and my prayer uh I will do a special offering for um uh you know our many women and I'm sure many of us have friends that may have, maybe may have not made it. Um, but in their memory, we need to be strong and for our children uh, and let the world know that we stand together, united and the future, the future is bright. Yes,
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much for telling your story. I know we're one of the very first people you've shared it with and that means the world to me. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us on A Contagious Smile where every smile tells a story. You are not alone. And please reach out to us so that you do know you're not alone because we're all here for you. Thank you so much, Kaylee.
1: Thank you.